Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams goes, comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. It's time for Zag Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Sack and Jack, he's Rob Sacre. I'm Jack Ferris. This is brought to you by betonline.ag. And Rob. What? What are you going to say? Last year, and really the year before, the first two seasons of Sack and Jack, we did a lot of smelling of our own farts. You know, week in and week out, we were good. We weren't sure what to say. So we just basked in the smell of our own farts. Correct. And it, uh, boy, and boy, did that those farts smell good. Excellent. That's fragrance. coming from a San Fran guy, so you know that makes sense. Good yep, smelling go farts. Our our farts stink. What, I, is, what are you talking about, Jack? Where is this going? We newsflash, Rob. We are not as good as we were last year. Today, on November eleventh, twenty twenty one, this Gonzaga Bulldogs team is good. We are not nearly as good as we were last year. Agree or disagree? See, it's so I'm hard. Saying, I'm saying this because I love you and I love our listeners, and it's going to be... You're, you're a real one. You're you realistic. To, you're realistic you, instead of optimistic. You need to hear it from me rather than someone outside of the program mm-hmm. who's just being mean-spirited about it. I'm telling my kids that there is no Santa Claus before some bully can tell them at school. That's fair. That's fair. I respect that. Um, are you talking about the Zags here? We're talking about the Zags. <laughs> I am talking about the Zags. What do you think? Good. That, um, we still, uh, it's so hard, man. It's really hard to really put, uh, word, uh, words on it right now because obviously coach few wasn't there. So, so we got, that is a little bit of K. Um, I thought B might did a great job, but he's not coach few. It's called it is what it is. And Rob, uh, B, B Mike is is good at dressing up and he looks the part. I could he's a great, I yeah. could coach that team to beat Dixie State and not cover. So that, but I just I really had a hard time with the turnovers. I had a real hard time with the turnovers in the the games. It just we look. Um, it's not like we're not ready talent wise. We're ready. It just we just don't take care of the ball, and I, that's going to really affect us in the long run. Um, it's going to be a unique year. Year. I really okay. am. I'm excited to see what this this season comes to. You know, like I don't know what it can be. 
that you, be- you know what? That's that's a good way to look at it because last year from jump it was national championship or bust. And that's kind of everyone feel everyone feels that way about this team. Right. That being said, I think if we make the final four, we should celebrate big time because nothing is guaranteed with this team right now. Not that's we're not as good as last year's team, but that is saying nothing because last year's team was historically brilliant in so many different ways. Okay, so if you're if you're (sighs) getting mad at me, that facts are facts. We got to look in the mirror. Well, we're one game in. Who know, I might change my tune in a month. You 100%. Know? Might, but you know what it was? What really was the impact, I think, for the turnovers and um, just the how we kind of let them back into the game late within, what, I think it was 10 minutes. We were up by 10 or something like that. Crazy. Twice, I, we, did, twice we did that. Twice we kind of rolled over and let them do whatever. So – I think that is just a lack of senior leadership. Yes, I would agree. Let, well, let's get into it. Gonzaga beat Dixie State 97-63. Hand up. I didn't find the stream until like midway through the second half. So <laughs> bad job by me. But I was watching on GameCast. Thanks to yeah. Bart for sending the, the link. Bart's, Bart's good at that kind of stuff. Um, 11 turnovers in the first half. Yeah, no, that's unacceptable. It's not going to get it done. Um, Julian Strother had 17 points. Great. We need him to be. He needs to be aggressive. We love that. I thought thought Anton was aggressive, too. Uh, Was he? I think he was passive aggressive in the way that um, I, I think once or twice he was just kind of in a passing lane and they passed it right to him. And then he was pretty good at leading the break from there. Mm. which made but it look, I, you know, I think, I think he has a bigger role than he, he might not know. He does have a huge role for his leadership and um, just all around being around the program, knowing what the program needs, blah, 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 blah. So I just, I, I thought he looked a lot better than last season in the sense of like, he was, he was more assertive. He looked oh my like God. He was, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Hell so yeah. I was happy with that. Um, my thing, it's going to be the, here's the thing for Timmy. And I know Timmy's our guy. I love Timmy. He set the bar so high last year that he has to, be, he has to go over. If he, he has to go even more than this for this year yes you know he's gonna have a lot of eyes on him he's gonna have a lot of um attention there's so much film on him now and he's still an elite footwork guy obviously like probably the best in the country 100 100 teams are gonna teams won't be surprised by that right right so they're gonna wait for his little spin deal little fun drop step whatever you you know all the all the ups and unders and all the sure. Kevin McHale's all, all the Kevin, the, all the Kevin McHale's and he's going to, you know, there's going to be someone there that he's not used to being there right behind him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's got to adjust. Chet was a stone's throw away from a quadruple double. That's crazy. That's great. That's unbelievable. That said, I think it's clear. And this is no knock on Chet. He's not ready to be the centerpiece of a national championship contender team. Now, that could change in six weeks. I was going to say, it's only one game. Right. I know. Listen, yeah, if I, if I, I sound we're... hyperbolic, fine. 
But yeah. this is a podcast where we talk about Gonzaga basketball. What the hell do you want me to say? Right. He and some weird shit too. We talk about some weird shit. <laughs> yes. Well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So tune yeah. in. Okay. Yeah. Um. Chets. We've talked about this before. When he's playing, he always looks like he's playing in slow motion. Mm. And when you're playing in slow motion, it doesn't look like you're super competitive. Doesn't look like you're a killer. Who knows? I don't know a kid. Maybe he's maybe he's a badass. Maybe he wants to rip the throat out of the other team. It doesn't come across that way. Um, seven blocks, I believe it was. Yeah, tied the school record. That's who crazy. Was, who was the other one? Uh, who? I believe it? it's Austin Day. Oh, okay. Great. Um, <laughs> yeah, big whoop. We had we had five guys in double digits, I believe. I. Here's the thing. I was going back and forth between Gonzaga, Dixie State, and the ESPN games, uh, Duke, Kentucky, Michigan State, and Kansas. And maybe it was Madison Square Garden, Dan Shulman, Jay Billis, you know, all the pageantry that goes into that production. But it felt like we weren't ready to play on that court if we had to play tomorrow. Oh, no, no, no. We're not ready to play big, big boys yet. I don't think so. And it, 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 it's such what a difference a year makes, because I remember watching that event last year and like giggling to myself because I was like, we would wipe the floor with all four of these teams right now. And we would have because we were so ready to rock this early in the season. Um, those teams are ready to rock right now. And we have to be ready to rock. If you're listening to this on Friday, tomorrow night against a very, very good Texas Longhorn team who is coming in uh, playing with house money, really. And and that goes back to saying, like, I think all of that perception of what you feel, um, that comes from we don't have any of that senior leadership. That was the best part about Corey last year. So that's, okay, you senior leadership. Good point. I and Joel, we were, even Joel, you remember, you know, yes. like. I thought we were going to get that this year out of Andrew Nemhard, and who knows? Obviously, it's game one. We could still have that. But Nemhard, what made him such a great complimentary piece last year was that his game is such that he just kind of flows around mm. and, and picks up the pieces where they fall. I, he, he's going to have to be a little bit more aggressive this year. Because he, I forgot he was on the floor at times watching. Yeah, he kind of just floated a little He's bit. He's a floater. He, he just floated a little bit. I, I need him to be more assertive with the ball, have the ball. Uh, again, I don't know the offense or what, they, what they're running anymore, but um, I would like him to be the, the ball. Like, the ball's in his hands. And we, need, need, we, we, need our, we need our starting point guard. To have more than five points and three assists. Correct. That we we need to be better there. Correct. Shoot better than one of three from deep. Actually, one of three I'll take. That's not bad. If, but if I, I just want I want the ball more in his hands. I just want him to be aggressive. How what he did against was it West Virginia last year when we when when he had to be aggressive and he was and we won. That's what he has to do every night now. Yes. And and basically he has to be the face of the, of the school. I know Chet is like the the 
the big name and all that, but he's a senior. He's got to be the guy that, you know, um, dictates our offense, the pace of our offense, how our offense is ran. Um, and he has to facilitate and make sure everybody gets their touches. And yeah, that sounds like an old school point guard. I get that. But at the same time, he's our senior guy that that's why he came here. Right. Correct. And there's another transfer who people might be shouting at their radio right now, shutting out their cell phones saying Rajir's going to be the primary ball hander, Rajir Bolton. I, maybe, I don't know. Either way, I, uh, Nemhard has to contribute more. Correct. We can't have you on this team if you're scoring five points, shooting two from six from the field. This is coming from a NARP. Coming you. from a NARP. Big time right. NARP. Right. Rob, I mentioned earlier, uh, Texas is coming in on Saturday playing with house money. And you have an opportunity, Rob Sacre, to play with house money right now on betonline.ag. Odell yeah. to the Saints. We are back. Is o- Did I miss that? Is Odell Beckham on the Saints? He's going to the support. Rumor has it he's signing with the Saints today. So I'm, my bets are all in on the all Saints. All in on Saints missing the playoffs. I know. That's Head to the really new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V-50 to receive your bonus. That's BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V-50. I, sh- I see you shaking your head. I'm just, I'm getting, when I hear the B-L-E-A-V. I By the way, if you notice, I'm looking back and forth. I've got the dual screen set up now. Oh, now you're like a, a command. Yeah, you bro. A, you're a pro. Yeah, bro. Season three for basketball, football, baseball, postseason, baseball, postseason. That's yeah, a little late. NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas <laughs> casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Oh, by the way, Zags 0 and 1 against the spread. Texas Longhorns 1 and 0. Texas Longhorns kicked the you-know-what out of Houston Baptist. More on that in a second. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. On the tail end of this, I'm going to be talking to uh, the host of Believe in the Texas Longhorns, um, Rob, and I'm not sure. Oh, by the way, did I mention you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, I believe, Rob? I did not know that. So what you put in? times it by 50% more cash in the old pocket. Believe 50, Ooh. B-L-E-A-V 50. And I don't know how I'm going to play it with these guys. If I'm going to like do battle with them. Big body. No, go and be aggressive. Be oh, aggressive. Okay. The aggressor then, always wins. Or do I do like the reverse jinx deal? Like, I don't know. We're, I don't know if we have it yet. We might be good down the road, but you guys certainly have, you know, yeah, the that's, cap. The, that's the problem with this country already. We're too sensitive. We got to yeah. be aggressive. Yeah, but if I'm, if I'm, you're gonna be worried about their feelings. If, no, 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 no. If I'm aw shucks, like you guys might roll us with the intention of trying to do the reverse jinx deal, then that's maybe that's the ultimate alpha move. You know what I mean? Uh, because here's the thing, and I think all Zag fans really all sports fans understand this in house. We can speak ill of our team. It's when somebody outside of the program, outside of the fanhood comes over the top and says things that we get all hot and bothered. You know what I mean? Mm, yes. Yeah. You want to fight them or something. 
And I do think it's important that we in-house here within the fanhood, we sharpen our blades against each other before mm. we have to turn the blades outward. Okay. Well, I just know you need to be aggressive and you're representing us. So don't okay. pussyfoot into this. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. It's in two hours. Maybe I have a coffee and, and get revved up. Yeah. Get your espresso. Rob, should we yes. talk about, should we talk about statistics and where we rank in the country? Go ahead. It's a silly exercise one game into the season. It's a terrible exercise, <laughs> but it's go fun, ahead. So I'm going to do it. Let's start with defense because I think of, of all the negative things we've said so far, and it has, actually hasn't been that negative, I think we're going to be much better defensively this year than last year. Look no further than the defensive stalwarts in, in the key. Um, last year's team, I think, today beats this year's team maybe six or seven times out of 10. But I think this year's team has a much better chance of beating Baylor last year. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Uh, a little more, we're going to have to be a little more scrappy. We're going to have to be a little bit more bulldoggy, no pun intended. And that might serve us well down the road. I, my my uh, Going back to it all is – my fear of the inexperience of being a freshman. We have a lot of young guys. But that disappears in March in a big way. You know what I mean? It does, but to an extent of the tournament is so, for a lot of people, it's new to a lot of people. But for young guys, it's 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 huge. It's a big deal, you know? And awesome. it's it. whereas when you have those, and I'm going back with this older teams when you play with older teams we've been here we know what we need to do let's kick ass and take names let's go you know i don't know so, also yeah, yeah. Our, our tournament resume our seating resume is going to be wrapped up for the most part in six weeks so we need to be experienced we need to be ready to go now because Correct. Janu january february march we're just gonna coast we're gonna float around and people are we're gonna be very much on the back burner if we lose three or four of these marquee games. Oh, and that, that pressure to win games in the tournament or our WCC tournament is real after, after not winning some of those big marquee games in the, the preseason, you, you're then all of a sudden going, Holy shit, we got to win. Like there is no letups in this, in the WCC at all. You can't coast in that. No, if we lose, if we drop one to a Texas UCLA Duke, if we lose those games, mandatory undefeated WCC season to even sniff top line in the tournament. And even mm -hmm. then we, you know, we wouldn't control our own because UCLA would, would be carrying the flag in the West and we would be, just be playing catch up the rest of the season. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm getting too negative. Let's focus on other negative things like statistics. <laughs> yeah. One game. One game. Uh, we're going to start with defense. Scoring defense, we gave up 63 points to Dixie State. Is that right? 62 or 63? I think it was, yeah, 63. Uh, you know where that ranks in the country, Rob? Out of 333, we're giving up I would say we're definitely in the top 100. So I would say probably in the top 50. Incorrect, 126 in the country. So not great. Uh, okay. Dixie State shot 
Our scoring defense is giving up 35.3%. That's a little little bit better. Yeah, I was going to say, that's not bad. That makes me feel good. 76 in the country. So not bad. Top, top, top 100 there. However, Dixie State shot 37% from three. 37%. That's not fun. They shot better from deep than they did overall. Uh, Our three-point defense giving up 37% from beyond the arc is 235th in the country. Got to clean that up. And- well, here's the thing. I think those teams were also settling for threes against us. They didn't want to go in. Chet made his presence inside every, the paint. Every other team we play is going to do the same thing at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So but they'll no just excuse. be a little bit better. They'll just be better. <laughs> that's the thing. They'll be better than Dixie State. Another point, 10 minutes into the game, it was 17 to three. Dixie State was on pace for 12 points. And I was feeling very good about things. I was like, this is going to be a different team. But if we're giving up 60 points a game, awesome. Mm -hmm. Like we're going to roll people. Then, you know, we like we turned it over and allowed them back into the game and just refused to cover any kind of first half or full game spread. Uh, Let's go offense. Should we start with three throws? God. Not bad. Sorry. Sorry for yelling there. Yeah, no, you, but what were we? 70.83%. It's, it's better than last year. Hell of a lot better than last year. We're tied for 147th in the country. And the reason I got that granular with it, I went out to the hundredth percentile, 70.83 is because out of 333 teams, we're tied with one other school. We shot 17 of 24 from the line. One other school did that this week. Can you name the school? Jack, you're throwing so many numbers. I, I, I feel know. Like we, have in, a, we have a close. We have a nearing class right now. We have a close. The program and you personally have a tie with this program. Um, let's throw out Michigan State. I don't know. They have the same colors as us. Please don't tell me it's St. Mary's. No, not in our conference. West Coast team. West Coast team. Arizona? Yes. I thought that was a wild deal. That is wild. 70.83% from the line. Only one other team can claim that, and it's the Arizona Wildcats. That's weird. 97 points we scored. 35th in the country. I will say we're on pace to beat last year's scoring well, that's good. That's a great. That's a great feeling. I think we were like ninety-one points per game. I think we've done this many times, which was far and away the best. Uh, but ninety-seven points per game, not too bad. Fifty-four percent shooting, not bad. Great. That's pretty damn good. Thirty-ninth in the country. Three-point shooting. Yeah, I know. We called this one from a mile off. Twenty-eight point five seven percent. Two hundred eleventh in the country. Almost the bottom one hundred. The bottom third. That. That might be, and again, this is only, I, I, we're all taking this off of one game, but that to me is our Achilles heel because if we can't spread the floor out, then Timmy can't go to work. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. And Chet, yeah, Chet can't go to work and Timmy can't go to work if we can't shoot and get the ball space. It, it sucks when you don't, you, you're playing with like, Guys that don't want to shoot or can't shoot. I, I'm just, I'm not saying that's our guys, but in the past, if you don't have that, 
the paint gets real tight. Do you want to name names? Sounds no, like you're about to name no, names. no, 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 no. I don't do all that, but uh, I'm just saying I just don't want that to be our Achilles heel. Just for context and to make you feel even more nervous about Saturday's game, Texas shot 59% from three. No, I know you're thinking, would they, would they go like four of seven? 13 of 22 from deep, Texas shot. shot that's so wild to me, 22 threes. They shot, that's where we're well, at now in this game. That's they shot, really it. Oh, they th- shot Rob. They shot 22. They made 13 of them. No, that's that's I'm just in awe with how many threes teams are shooting now. It's just a wild deal. Like you'd be lucky to have 13 threes in a game. People out there might be thinking, who Texas play? Some D3 scrub team. They played Houston Baptist. Okay. Not a great that's program. Not bad. They've been D1 for a very, very long time. Dixie State was D2. Two years ago, 15 years ago, Dixie State was a junior college, Rob. I'm still, I'm still in awe with the name Dixie, Dixie State in Utah. Doesn't make any damn sense. It doesn't make any sense. If it came out of Tennessee, I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. No, they couldn't name it. it, it, it I know, I know, but but I bet if there was a Dixie State in the South, there would be like, Oh, the huge uprise. There'd be moves to change their name. But yeah. then you you know there'd be the people outside like, no, these are our these are our freedoms. Yeah, it's our heritage. <laughs> You're not allowed to sing uh Land of Dixie these days, are you? What do I know? You're up. Yeah, here's a crazy here's a crazy one. What do you got? North Idaho. You know where I'm the, the car the Cardinals? No, North Idaho. And I see North Idaho College. There is a, there is a, um, con- not a construction, a gravel company called Dixie Gravel. Yeah. And they, see, what are you doing? With? <laughs> it's a privately owned company, and like only like ten thousand people in the world have heard of. They have so. Dixie flags on the grills of their trucks, their dump trucks. Confederate flags. Yes. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah, that is the. Funny, I'm like, how did this get up here? Well, <clears throat> it's basketball season. I don't want to get too far in the weeds there. <laughs> uh, 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 all right, let's go. But, all right, go back. We got got caught off track with Dixie State. Long day. story short, Texas is good. They're going to be ready for us. They're going to be hungry. We need to be hungrier. Uh, Mark Few will make a return. Yes. So maybe I think that'll change also the – the turnover issue like no I hope so. no it's not a and it's no disrespect to to coach michelson but um it's just one of those things where you know the the man of the, the leader of this team is back and he doesn't he doesn't put up with a lot of shit i'll tell you that when it comes to turnover especially turnovers wow. that shit's annoying turnovers and i i wouldn't hate a little perimeter defense um right 11 points out of timmy fine well, not and but yeah but like i said yesterday and he got in foul trouble early you know but my thing is he set the bar so high and it reminds me in the sense of and i'm not i don't want to compare the two but 
when Elias was playing, he was an overall what top 20 pick his his freshman year. And he he had set the bar at a certain level. Now for Timmy, I'm telling him, and I hope he listens on this. Once you've set that bar, scouts are going to look at how are you improving and getting better above that bar. You know, that's what scouts are going to start looking for. How did you improve from in a spectacular year where kind of you came out of the weeds and, you know, just shined to the ne- the next year? Will he get drafted? Absolutely. But I want him to be a top 10 pick and he needs to – he needs to exceed the bar he set for himself last year, which is going to be tough. So 11 points, he needs more. We need more. We love Drew Timmy. Drew Timmy's mom gives smashes the like button every here and there on Twitter for us. Um, the the spin move celebration where he does the, the finger twirl. Yeah. When we're up like 15 in the second half on Dixie State. This is going to sound a little old man, get off my Lonnie deal, but maybe a little bit of self-awareness there. Like if we're, if we're in a position against UCLA and we're down like double digits and he does like a little mustache celebration or spin move, it's like, ee, that's a little too pushing your own brand for the moment. Uh, you think that's old man, get off my lawn thing. Am I just not in touch? Uh, just, I think it's one of a little bit of both. I think, you know, it's time, like you said, there's awareness, but at the same time, I think he was trying to get himself going. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a self-motivation thing. That that was a more to me, self-motivation, trying to get himself going, get him go, get him to where he needs to be, you know, um, focused and ready to, and, and yeah, it was at the end of the game kind of deal, but um, he was, he got in foul trouble and that can kind of get you out of rhythm. So I think that was more of a trying to get himself back and going again. Just four rebounds for Jew. I think he'd be the first one to tell you that's gotta be, we gotta be around the six or seven or eight range I, for Jew. That, and that's another thing I'm, I'm a, I, I want us to be a, we gotta be a really good rebounding team, especially from our guards. Uh, Say no more. Julian Strother, 10 rebounds. Yes. 17 to 10. He was the MVP for me. He was the most impressive I agree. guy. I completely agree. Um, one of three from three. Uh, we've mentioned that he's going to have to be our three-point shooter. Uh, sorry, he was one of four. So one of four needs to, I mean, it needs a little bit higher of a clip there. Uh, Regier Bolton, three of four from D. Yes. I don't hate that. 15 points there. He was the second leading scorer. So if you had Julian Strother and Rajir Bolden leading us in scoring, cash that ticket. Good for yes. you. Um, yeah, we mentioned Andrew Nemhard. At, at times, it felt like he wasn't on the floor, and he led the team in minutes. He was on the floor 32 minutes, five points. Yeah, no, we need more. Two I'll, turnovers. I'll first one to tell. I'll tell it to your face, man. We need more. I That's love all. his hair, too. I love his hairstyle. I love it. I love Andrew's hair. That's how that's that's how we get out of that's how we get out of this conversation. We go right to his hair. I love his hair. If Are you just had, envious? If we if we lose a couple of games, we got to change the hair. Wouldn't you agree? It all depends on how he's playing. If he's playing Brian, I, I I'm not gonna bitch about his hair. Okay. Well, all right. Um, Nolan Hickman. I'm a fan. I love Nolan Hickman. 
I am a big fan. I think uh, it's going to be fun for him. He was the fifth. So it was um, in order of scoring. Julian was 17, Regier with 15, Chet with 14 points, 14, 13, seven blocks and six assists for Chet. Very, very impressive stuff. Drew had 11 points. Nolan Hickman in 17 minutes had 11 points. It was pretty impressive. He's, he's a little ball of energy coming off. No, I love him. Yeah, I love him coming off the bench. It's he's going to surprise a lot of people. So I'm excited for him. Yeah, he will. I, I, I do think he's going to be a weapon coming off the bench, but I wonder we're going to see him in the starting lineup a couple of different times in the next few weeks as, as we try to figure it out. Um, but he will be in the in the seven or eight. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want him to. I like him coming off the bench. Yeah, I like yeah. that little spurt of energy that he brings, and he just brings a lot of uh, he brings a lot of firepower coming off the bench. Hunter Salas was impressive in stretches. Um, nine points in thirteen minutes, pretty good. Yes, uh, and that's what I mean. If these guys want to play, they're going to have to fill up the stat sheet in in the limited opportunities they get. Kind of what. Um, you talk about all the time, like being in the league, you might get 12 minutes. You need to fill it up in 12 minutes. You need yeah. to have numbers yeah. in those 12 minutes. Because 100%. You're, you're auditioning for your next contract. And these guys are auditioning for playing time moving forward. Uh, so that's it. That's all I got. Turnovers better in the second half, just four, but 11 turnovers in the first half. We do that against a good team. We're down 25 at half. Yeah, I know. We got to tighten those up. Um, I think that's just a um, a lack of focus. Um, I think we can we tighten that up to make it at five, five in the first half, and then maybe four in the second half. That's a, that's good. That's a great game, right yeah, there. Sub ten. We got to be under ten if we're going to yes. be competitive. If you're trying to be a competitive team, you got to be under ten for sure every game. Um, I think Coach Few is going to harp on that throughout the rest of the week and practice. And uh, I just, this is such a small sample size that it's hard to really dictate how this team's going to look. And so I, I truly believe that we just have to give them, give them a couple games. Yeah, these next couple games aren't just walks in the park. But this is going to show the type of character we're going to have this season. I think these next three games, um, we got to go in with some grit and be ready to punch them in the face before her we get smacked. You know what I mean? I do. Speaking of punching in faces, I'm going to go do battle with the Texas podcast bros. Go strong. Be strong. Be uh, The aggressor always wins. Be def- don't be a sissy lala, okay? From the corner! We are back once again. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Tosopoulos and Nicholas Snacks. Carter, this is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. So get your horns up because here we go.
Horns up, talking Texas podcast. Quan is not here with us on this show. So if you love Quan and you only tune in because of Quan, stay with us because we love Quan just as much and we will do our best to emulate what he would want in spirit. But we welcome somebody into the Horns Den. I was going to say Lions, then just wouldn't fit because we have no association with Lions. Uh, we have a big game. Bevo's Cage. Bevo's Cage. There we go, Nick. That's why there's three of us, baby. You guys cage Bevo? No, no, he's on a pasture. He's no, on a he's pasture. Open, he's chilling. He's open. open. Field. Not cool. It's open. <laughs> don't we don't. Cage we don't Bevo. cage, dude. Don't. don't well, try he's, to... he's got like he's got like a pretty spacious area on game day that is caged off for the public. Like yeah. we don't want people going in there. It's There's not to safety. keep him out. Uh, how? What Bevo are we on right now? Fifteen. I think. Yeah, I think fifteen or sixteen. Because it what was is... fifteen when my buddy brought him. My buddy was like, we have handlers for them, and my buddy brought him out to. Uh, bring him to the public. And that other voice you hear that you may not recognize is Jack Ferris because we're doing a conjoint podcast with the Believe in Gonzaga podcast. Jack host with Bob Sacre. Uh, they do a great job. Going to butter him up now before we get into the nitty gritty because we battle the Gonzaga Bulldogs in our first major test in basketball. And to go back to your question about Bevo, he's loving life. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah, can, you cage him. I, yeah. There's no cages. There's okay. no like major cages involved. We're we are an animal first university. Uh, well, thank you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, I did my <laughs> research on Texas basketball. Um, took about seven minutes. I have to ask you this. Oh, God, I have to ask you this. You know, Texas is a sexy pick this year. What are they going to do? Uh, you guys have all the senior leadership, kings of the transfer portal. Do you think the best, seriously, do you think the best thing you have going for you in modern America right now, this Ted Lasso obsessed culture, the best thing you have going is that you have an actual coach beard calling yes. the shots from the sideline? Without a doubt. That matters. This is, this is a, yeah. a new regime and it is uh, so different than the previous two. Shaka was a great players coach, but I don't think he really connected with the fan base like Chris Beard is. And a lot of that has to do with him being an alum of Texas and him giving back to his university and finally getting everyone fired up. But this is the thing that we needed for our, our for our program to really flourish. And this is the last year at the Frank Irwin Center. I don't know if you knew that. We're building a new um, uh, arena for our, our team. So kind of uh, go out with a bang here and uh, send it off correctly. But I'm so pumped for this hire. I was pumped for it before it even happened. I mean, that was my top choice. Yeah, well, you're one game in. Let's let's pump the brakes here, here, Nick. Mm. All <laughs> gas, all gas, no brakes for basketball, not football. Now that we're we're uh, moving that saying over to hoops. I, I do have one more question, yeah. and I know this is a uh, Texas podcast, but we're putting it on mine as well. So I, I think course, the people please. need to know um, how much are you guys paying Shaka Smart, and for how long? Uh, too much, and probably for too long. Is, okay, good. Is the long you guys can afford it. Yeah, we can afford anything, which yeah. is why I don't understand why we can't win football games. Well, um, we had to we had to buy out Beard from Tech too. We can well. afford nearly nearly anything, Jack. I don't know if you knew that. So you're paying Texas Tech, an in-state conference rival, well for how many more years though? And then you're also paying Shaka to hang out and probably. No, I, I, th I think it was a contractual fee that was set up in Beard's negotiation when he was Texas Tech's head coach, where if he were to go to another school within state, there was an additional fee that, that had to be paid off as well. So, oh, so you're paying double. Good. I'm, I'm no, reading it, but it's not like an, it's not an extended 
It's just it was a one time. It's a one time deal, but so, you're paying Shaka yeah, yeah. for a few years. So Shaka's sure. not Shaka's not getting paid out of our pocket because he took the Marquette job. If we did though, then it would have owed him seven point one million dollars. Got which is, it. Which is nothing. We're the Yankees. That's it's a mistake. For better by Shaka. Or for worse. Yeah, I mean, get him out of here. Honestly, take a year off. X's and O's was not his thing, and at the end of the day, at least I feel in college basketball. It starts with the coach and I'll go to, I'll toot your programs horn. I'm going to kill you with kindness, Jack, because Gonzaga Mark few has dominated no matter what kind of recruit he's got. Now with the recruiting abilities of Gonzaga have taken a massive turn. You have Suggs last year. You have a great class last year in full Dominic Harris. Who's, you know, out indefinitely Alex. And I saw him play live with Mobley in high school. And he was the big standout in that game. Uh, and that was against Sierra Canyon. And then there was a situation, you know, back in the day where the recruits were not as good, but y'all were still in the mix. And that lent itself to him having an excellent, excellent system in place and being an awesome X and O's guy. And Shaka time and time again, not only flopped in the big games, but made horrible second half adjustments or lack thereof. There was none. So having a guy like Beard in the mix, who's been to the national championship before with, again, a recruiting class that was not as touted as ours, and like knocked, all knocked off an excellent Gonzaga team in the Elite Eight on his way to the mm. national championship. Elite with Texas Gonzaga Tech. team. Yeah. People don't forget. Yeah, people don't forget. I mean, look. Especially you, Gonzaga fans. But yeah, clearly. I mean, you guys, <laughs> it's how can you develop your players, especially in basketball? Well, that's that's high praise, and I won't say thank you um, because I don't want to get too nice here. Yeah, uh, you're right. Gonzaga, Mark Few's done an incredible job of, for the first 10 years, kind of um, – recruiting diamonds in the rough and polishing them and developing them over four years. The program's taken that next leap to where they're traditionally on the top line in the tournament the last five or six years because they've had access to Jalen Suggs, now Chet Holmgren. Um, Gonzaga is an acceptable destination for these, these blue chip players. But before that, and even now, what people outside of the program don't realize is that Coach Few and his staff regularly dominated the transfer market before transferring was cool. So now everyone's catching up. I mean, you know, look, we recruited Adam Morrison. He was a two-star. He's, you know, he was the player of the year in 2000, what was it, six, 2005. Um, I, I, you mentioned Jalen Suggs, but before that, Dan Dickow, people don't realize was a transfer. Um, you go back, Andrew Nemhard starting now, Rajir Bolton. You guys know Rajir Bolton from Iowa State. We have two starters that are transfers. Nemhard is great. Nemhard, yeah. Well, I, I, people who are listening to this on my feed, I just rips Nemhard a little bit. Um, he he needs to do more. But yeah, no, he is great. He's a cool player. Uh, my point is, there's always been two or three regular contributors on Gonzaga's team over the last twenty years. We don't just get guys in our backyard that are overlooked that turn into NBA players. We don't just get. Uh, the foreign guys coming in from Poland or uh, Latvia or another country you've never pronounced. Um, we get guys who are at middle of the road, power five conferences, Cal, USC, uh, I'll say Florida a few years ago that uh, want a shot at the national championship. And, and we've been able to, to flourish guys come in and they're, they're mature. So let's see if it works out for you guys. Again, we've we've been dominating the transfer market since before transferring was cool. 
now that it's cool, you guys are all about it. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how we are made. We don't have to be the trendsetters. We come down to be the followers as long as we win. I think the key is this though, in college basketball and you, you know, it was on the fullest of displays in the way Villanova won their titles experience is everything you could have, you know, some of the best, I mean, look at what Duke had a couple of years ago with Zion, RJ and Cam Reddish. You're not, you're talking about probably the best recruiting class in the history of college basketball. I mean, when do the all top three guys go to the same school? Yeah. Like commit to play. And you know what? They were good too. And it just didn't matter because experience time and time again wins out and to get into the game against y'all. I think it's an early test, maybe too early of a test. But if you go across the board and these, you know, recruits we got in the transfer portal, Carr, Allen, Dylan Disu, who's going to come back healthy. And I don't want us to rush him back. It may be tempting to rush him back into this game. He's clear for full contact. It may be tempting to rush him back in this game because our biggest weakness, I think, and it's pretty, I think it's pretty evident, is our interior presence. And your biggest strength is probably your interior presence on the offensive and defensive side, but I don't want to rush him back, but all these guys are upperclassmen and experienced guys. These aren't guys that flamed out, you know, didn't kick, didn't, you know, cash in at Kansas, didn't cash in at Duke as freshmen, can't hang there. And all of a sudden they have to sit out a year and they're transferring over to us. These guys, Marcus Carr is a 20 point per game scorer in the big 10. I have that in my notes. You took that from me. I was going to drop that on you guys. Read your mind. Dylan Dissu, who hasn't played yet, led the SEC in rebounds. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, uh, it's hard again. to find. It's hard to find a guy who's been at your program for two years. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, your shooter, what is it, Courtney Ramey? Yep. Um, he's your own. Is he your only? Him and Andrew, Andrew Jones. Jo- Andrew Jones. Or your guy? Okay, I've got a uh, Josh. Um, I've got a number of of counterpoints there. Please. When you say too much too soon yes you guys are going to spokane the home of the number one team in the nation we haven't lost at home since i don't know you guys were probably in junior high um you guys play in one of the toughest conferences in america we don't this is this is how gonzaga operates the next six weeks will dictate how we are judged come selection sunday we are used to playing these insane non-conference matchups November through December. Um, That said, I think your fan base should be happy to know what's the line right now. It's not out. Is it? Check it out on betonline.ag. You like that, Alex? Bet online. Promo code believe B-L-E-A-V 50. I don't like that. I love that, Jack. That's great. (laughs) Um, I would guess we're probably going to be favored by like five or six points. I, I honestly, no joke, this isn't blowing smoke. I would consider going Texas money line because wow. of what you said. You guys have Chet Holmgren is going to be an excellent player, and he's probably going to be a 15-year NBA guy. Um, this is his second game ever, and you guys are rolling in, what, three or four forwards who – won't be afraid who are probably thrilled at the chance to bang up against what will probably be the number one recruit all summer long. They've heard about how good Chet Holmgren is. Right. And Chris Beard is not a guy who's going to game plan around Chet Holmgren. I think you guys will correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I I think in the first like four or five minutes, you guys will throw bodies at him trying to get a foul or two. Um, Because I think if you guys get two fouls on Chet Holmgren in the first half, you're, you're in the driver's seat. Um, so it, it, it will be a test. Timmy's great. We can't shoot. I'll say it. 
we're we're an awful three point shooting team. Gonzaga has always been the identity has always been just light you up on the offensive end and do just enough on the defensive end to to edge out like a a 92 85 win. You know what I mean? We're going to have to Chris Beard it this year. We're going to have to grind people out. Uh you guys shot 59%. Yeah, we shot we shot incredibly well from the three point line and the the reason why is because the looks that we were getting, granted, we're playing Houston Baptist, which is not a good opponent. Similar thing for y'all. Uh, neither of us had a true... We both had tune-up games, but they were not tests whatsoever. Um, but Marcus Carr, he his, the way he, pays with, he plays with pace and dictates an offense, he commands attention when he's driving to the basket, and he gets these wide-open looks for guys like Courtney Ramey that you mentioned and Andrew Jones, who are both seniors at UT have been there for a long time getting the minutes and getting open looks which is huge that's why they they made a lot of them I mean I I watched that game and I was like the one thing I know and Febris also is a guy that's played on our UT team for a long time so those three guys those were our knockdown shooters which is funny that those are the only guys that have been there for for quite some time and already are getting integrated into the offense but yeah that's going to be a huge thing for y'all I, I think Timmy's the I think he's the swing on this game for me because because if he can dominate inside, he had kind of a quiet game, didn't need to do anything in y'all's first outing. But he can, it, if he has 20 plus, I, I like y'all in this game, Jack. I really Yeah. Do. Yeah. Texas product, true Timmy. Um, it's right. interesting. To your, to your point, we played Dixie State, which two years ago was a Division II team. 15 years ago, they were a JC school and they shot 37% from three on us. So you guys might get some wide open looks against Gonzaga. Um, yeah, Timmy is, look, it's a big season for Timmy. A lot of people don't think he's an NBA player. I mean, that's a, that's just a fact. I, I think we all believe he has a shot and it's going to take these marquee games for the, um, for NBA scouts, front offices to kind of rethink their stance on Drew Timmy. Um, I, I'm still not clear how we're going to use Chet. Um, he certainly is an absolute presence defensively, uh, which leads Drew to kind of freelance a little bit in, in, in the mid range game. Um, but yeah, yeah. You're not going to be able to double Drew Timmy, who is a, uh, preseason wooden award watch list winner. You guys got one. We got two. I will say that. And both of ours are, um, under the basket four and five and Drew Timmy, and uh, Chet Holmgren. It'll be interesting because, I, again, I, I think this game is going to be in the 70s, honestly. I think Which a favors little, us. I, I does. I agree. I think um, – I think – here's a little tip for your listeners. I think my yeah. listeners already know this. Bet Gonzaga team total under for a little while. We scored 97 points against Dixie State. I think the – team total was set at like 105 and we just got a little hot towards the end. Like we weren't close to sniffing that team total. I think Vegas will uh, adjust to what kind of team we are. We're not going to lead the team, the nation in scoring like we have the last couple of years. That's, that's not who we are. Uh, if you guys shut down Julian Strother and you guys got the guys to do it, you guys got the wings to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly don't think we have a shot. And my, I, I have listeners right now that are, pissed off at me but that's that's just a fact we don't have guys Nemhard's a great 
a feel guy. He's a great facilitator. He's so cool and crisp with the basketball. He's not going to light you up from deep. Rajir Bolton had a good shooting game against Dixie State. I don't know if that's sustainable. Yeah, uh, what's up with sustainable. Marcus Carr's defense? Yeah, I mean, I think defensively, I think that's why the issue of us, you know, kind of, first of all, Big Ten also is just very offensive heavy. Uh, he wasn't asked to do a lot of Minnesota defensively. Um, I think he's not, I wouldn't, obviously he's not our strongest defender. And again, you get like a guy like Nemar, maybe he's not going to light you up from outside, but he's played in the Gonzaga system. So is Julian, you know, these guys have played and obviously Bolton's a, a vet guy and Timmy's been there. I mean, I think my issue as, as far as, you know, obviously we shot the ball extremely hot and, but we've seen Ramey and Jones be hot and cold in the past. Your level of consistency is a massive issue. Um, it's, it's a reason why you talk about Timmy going to be a pro. Why isn't Andrew Jones a pro yet? Um, aside, you know, obviously there's major health issues. Um, but from his game itself, and same similar with Ramey, there is some consistency issues, especially from three point range. Uh, Marcus Carr defensively, again, it's going to be at the situ- have to be a situation where you buy into Beard system defensively, and that's again also on the long along the lines of. These guys haven't played a while together at all. And yeah, Holmgren's new, but getting a bunch of guys like Allen, Bishop, maybe a little less Bishop, but Dylan Disu and Carr, who are used to being the guy in their program and bringing them into it, Trey Mitchell, and bring them into a situation where Jones is the guy or Ramey's used to being the guy and having all those guys play in suit versus bringing in a freshman like Holmgren who understands and, and Hunter's house who understand that, okay, like, yeah, we're top recruits, but this is Drew Timmy's team, you know, and um, Drew Timmy knows that he's going to have to make some sacrifices along the way to win, to give Holmgren and Sal some light to kind of do what they do best and be that premier talent. I, you bring up the four and five guys. I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not questioning Marcus Carr's ability to score the basketball. And that's why we brought him in. We didn't bring him in to be a defensive stalwart and that's okay. Cause if we, if it goes in the seventies, if we get, if we get to 80 points on y'all, I'm not really sweating it. I think we can outshoot you guys. If we're, if we're at our hottest, my only real point of contention on why I'm really not confident in this basketball game is how are we going to get a rebound? Yeah. You're going to, we, out, we out rebounded Houston Baptist who we beat by 50 points by one, by one rebound, yeah. one rebound. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you look at, I mean, my big question for Gonzaga, I'm going to be looking for it in this game, but more so going forward throughout the rest of the season is how do y'all play Timmy and Holgram together? How do oh, yeah, they, I, no, they yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Your guess is good as mine. Be- yeah. Because like you said, yes, you can't really double Timmy in the post, but if both of them are, you can go high post, low post action mm-hmm. with them, but they're just big bodies in the college court smaller. And that's one thing. If you've been watching a lot of NBA basketball and then you turn on a college game, you're like, Whoa, did they just shrink everything? Like these guys are big athletes. They're, they're the same size as a lot of those NBA guys, especially the type of guys that the Texas and Gonzaga have. So I I'm, if y'all dominate on the rebounds, we could really be in trouble. But I also think that we counterpoint that by having good wing defenders. And I think for Marcus Carr, just like you're talking about drew Timmy. Yeah. Timmy has to show a lot to NBA scouts. So does Carr. You have to be able to defend the guards. In the NBA, you just saw Davion Mitchell fly up draft boards because of what he did in the tournament. And I think it's I think it's an application thing for Carr. I think he has the athleticism and the feet to do it. Um, if you're that good on the offensive side of the ball, chances are you can be that good defensively. You just have to apply yourself. So yeah. that's something if he can get in Nembhard's grill. I, I've been I like Nembhard a lot. I like his talent, but I feel a little bit of the same way that you do. I, I want more from him. But I don't who's think your, he's a great shooter. He's not a who's great, your off guard. 
it it Ramey and, and Jones kind of fall into that that category. Okay, because I think you might see Ramey on Nemhard and Carr on Rajir Bolton. Probably. I have no, I mean, who knows? Um, but to your point, Alex, about Baylor and Davion Mitchell last year, I made this point earlier on the recording of our podcast, but just to, get, to give you an idea of my thoughts on this Gonzaga basketball team, if this team played last year's team, this year's team would lose probably seven of 10 times, which is, I mean, last year's team was historically good, right? So that's not necessarily a knock on this year's team, but this year's team has a much better shot at beating Baylor, much better shot. Does that make sense? Like it's different basketball being played in Spokane this year. And I don't think people are prepared for that. We, uh, you took away the strength last year. Like Baylor, like people, like obviously Dick Mitchell is an unbelievable defender and that's a big reason he flew up draft boards. And like, you know, you, we, really, we all really saw the way the NBA has, we've seen how it switched gears this season and we saw it kind of the draft kind of gave us like a spoiler alert where we saw Barnes go Franz Wagner, go Mobley, go these defensive, even Jalen, who's like a more defensive minded player go earlier than these kind of like, you know, knockdown shooters that we all anticipate like a guy like Kispert or a guy like Moody who kind of fell a little bit that could bang threes. Um, but I think this, I think this Gonzaga team is built going to have to be built more in a defensive aspect. And last year, like Baylor took away the offensive side of Gonzaga. Plus you had a guy like Jared Butler, who is an elite scorer for college rank. And then a mayor who got hot in the mayor who got hot just, in, the, in the post. I, I think Jack, you can't underestimate, and this is something he has to get to. But Chet, what he can be as a defensive anchor for your team is something you didn't have last year. I know Timmy, no, of course, no, of course Timmy no, can no, block I, shots I, around the rim, but you can hide Corey. Like we love Corey. We had Corey on our other podcast, Charity Stripe, but oh, he man. even talked to us. Oh, sweet. Yeah, he never. He was never on our podcast. Well, we'll talk to him. We'll get, we'll get him. We'll get him on the well, boys of kiss. Parade. Talk to him we'll, for me. We'll, yeah. We'll put in a good word, but he even admitted that one thing he was looking at, at working on was his, you know, his first step defensively and containing guys and, and what he has to work on athletically to do that at the NBA level. And obviously that was something that he could hide, but he could, he, he could have hit it even better if he had Holmgren behind it, because you just, if you beat a guy off the dribble on the wing, you got that guy there, and look, the guys are just going to – they're not going to know what to do when they see him in front of them. He had seven blocks. Seven yeah. blocks in a game. Tune-up game or not, seven blocks is ridiculous. Yeah, no, I agree, and I, I will think we will I'll, – I'll put the guarantee down. I think we're going to see one triple-double out of Chet in which one of the stats is blocks because wow. he's going to roll out of the bed and get you 11 rebounds, 12 rebounds. Um I think one game he's going to be close and he's going to try to go for it. It's just whether or not, you know, a lot of that depends on whether or not a team is still attacking the, uh, the paint. If they are he at can seven or eight out, he's athletic he, enough to come out. And, and that good segue there, Josh, because offensively, maybe not this game, maybe they're just not quite ready for it, but down the road, don't be shocked. If you see Chet Holmgren float around the perimeter offensively because he could shoot and we don't have shooters. He might be and your best shooter. He might be our best shooter. And and credit to Coach Few, um, he is never set in his ways. He's down to switch his, his philosophy upside down whenever he has to. And if he's going to play to his strengths, and if he has a 7-1 guy who uh, shoots at 37% from deep, he's, he's going to run sets where he gets him wide open in the corner or top of the three top of the three uh, for sure. Um, so we'll see, 
Uh, I, I would love to see it against you guys. One thing we definitely have going for us is the kennel is going to be outrageous on Saturday night. Um, and to your, I don't know who made the point earlier, but you guys haven't played a lot of basketball together. And in hostile environments, A, you need senior leadership or veteran leadership, which you guys have in spades. But B, you need to be able to trust the guy next to you. You're not going to you're going to be running sets and not be able to hear each other on the floor. Understand the guy next to you. Know how he moves. Know right, he's exactly. And th- yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, anytime Gonzaga's ever lost at home, it's to a BYU 27 year old dudes who have played together for a decade. Ever? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the because you have to be able to com- communicate non verbally. Yeah. Um, and you guys won't be able to hear each other on the floor. That's that's a, a big a check in our column. Yeah. So we'll see. What's that we'll capacity see. there? 6,000. That's Six, it. It's that's it, wow. but it's, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, if you guys ever have a chance to go, it's a bucket list thing. It is uh, you walk around and it's like impressive. The facilities there, like in the last five years, it's definitely turned into a, you walk around, you're like, Oh, I can see why kids come here. Cause the facilities are so nice. McCarthy athletic center itself is all, it's kind of underwhelming. Um, but then you get 6,000 people in there, 2,000 of which are students, and they're on top of the court. And it's it's wild. What's um, uh, Why is Duke Duke's home court escaping me? Cameron. What's Cameron Indoor? It, that's I like 8,000. I, I don't think it's as big as people anticipate. I also want to – I hit my buddy about going there um, because I want to go see Paolo Bonchero play because I think he's going to be the number one pick. And I think he's excellent. It's also coach K's last year. There's, um, there's above, uh, 9,000, just oh, 9,000, 9,300. Right. Yeah. Got me there. He, and Frank Irwin, where we play right now is 16,000. Oh, see. Yeah. We you, had 14. I, we had 14 at the home opener. What's the next one? The new one that's coming. The, ne- the new capacity. I think it's yeah. going to be, I think it's going to be smaller. I think it's yeah. going to be. I'm telling you, sm- smaller That's is better. Oh, oh yeah, especially with basketball. I mean, you look at you look house. at Kansas. Kansas has got a small one, like, and it's yeah. always bonkers. Yeah. Um, things you guys can expect this game, please. If he doesn't start, Nolan Hickman, I think, might be my favorite zag this year. He's a fresh. So, obviously, Chet, and then Hunter Salas out of Omaha was our other highly touted uh, guy coming in. Nolan Hickman was under the radar of many people, clearly not coach fee staff. He, this kid's awesome. He's the energizer bunny. He's going to come off. He's going to be going against your second unit guys. And, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he's second or third in scoring for the Zags coming off the bench. Um, he's going to be a jolt of energy. So watch out for him that and be prepared for minimum three bump shots in and out of the game of snow peaked mountains and the Spokane falls because it just snowed there this morning. Really? Oh my God. So there's probably an ESPN crew in Spokane getting tons of snow shots. Yeah. That's another that's off. <laughs> I hate to like to both of our horns. I think this is a, I don't think, I hope it's not the first time we meet. I think this season. Both, yeah. Well, you got to think if you guys, I, mean, I, mean, I hope it's not the last time we meet. Sorry. It is, it is inevitably the first time we meet. Where's the Midwest regional this year? Because the West regional is in San Francisco. This is something you'll get used to when you're always a top 10 basketball program. You always look at where the basketball school, uh, Josh is wearing a hat in, in burnt orange that says basketball school. Yeah. Um, decommitted from football. 
every uh, year, every year this this time of year, I look at where all the regionals are playing. Says Champaign, Illinois, this year. Oh, okay. Well, what region would you guys be in? You guys are weird because you could be in the South. We're gonna be in uh, New or- New Orleans, Louisiana. Ah, where I have tickets <laughs> to go. You bought to tickets. F- I'm going to the Final Four already. I have put money on us to win on BetOnline.ag. So have I on BetOnline.ag. A substantial which is- amount. It's the stupidest bet, Gonzaga. We're plus six fifty, and the next team, what is it like? UCLA is like plus thirteen hundred. Who, by the way, I'm not fully sold on. I agree. As, what were really? we, Josh? Plus fourteen. Uh, I have a said plus fourteen. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's still the line for most for most I sites. Mean, yeah, not not much has one, happened. One, I think. I, we love betonline.ag, but I For think sure. that they they might need to reevaluate and just books all across the board, reevaluate the odds on college basketball champions because it's just so difficult that you can't you can't standardize those across the same like the same template that you use for bas- yeah. for NBA and NFL. Like it's, it's ridiculous. just so much harder. They're, it's so much harder. The futures dumb, model, but I still do it. Yeah. The futures model is is a lot more it's a lot different than just like the spread models that you see for basketball and football games i mean it's more of a, a crapshoot and just based off history of of how the program has has played so yeah that's a crappy bet for you i'm sorry it is it's a terrible bet it's the worst yesterday yesterday last year on betonline.ag once the um brackets were released for gonzaga to win the west so okay selection sunday boom for gonzaga to win four games and go to the final four it was like minus 110 on betonline.ag on betonline.ag that's there ridiculous was, to go to the final four. but there was no way they were not going to the final okay four. fine well good great but that is like a ridiculous that's a stupid bet it's basketball it's a yeah single elimination crazy things happen it's kind of how it is like when bama gets close enough to the college football playoff where it's like bama's odds to win the natty is like minus 300 or minus 200 and they still got like three games left to play I know, it's dumb. But there was no way that Bama team was losing. And I know I said this about the Gonzaga team. They end eventually lost. But at least to go to the Final Four, that Gonzaga team outside that Baylor game, I stand by as, a, for me, the best college basketball team I've seen. And it includes like the Hansborough days where I thought that UNC team was an absolute juggernaut. And a couple, and that Florida team with Joe Kim, Horford, and Brewer, who also shout out to him. Uh, yeah, the dif- difference being those teams won titles and we didn't. But yeah, I exactly. appreciate that, Josh. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I'm excited for I, – I, I love that you bring up – just kind of go back to it, what Holmgren can do because Alex and I have – it's not a bet but a slight at odds of like who's going to win rookie of the year in the NBA. Alex has Mobley and I have Scotty Barnes before the season started and it's looking very nice thus far. And what they did for both Mobley, of us, for, for both, both of us, for both of us, what they did, yeah. what they did at USC bringing Mobley out at the top of the three-point line is I think that's Holmgren can really thrive there and, and, it, and it works both offensively and defensively and it also allows Timmy to kind of operate – down low as well uh, unfortunately we're not the team that can do this to you but i really want to see y'all matched up with a team like kansas where when chet's in the paint they throw joey mccormick on it yeah. and then i want to see like how he handles that because that's what nba scouts really want to see yes he's very slight of frame but can he still go over the top of guys and can he still body up it, he's an elite competitor so i know he's going to try to um but that's what i'm really going to be Illinois, looking out for and that's the Kentucky. only reason that's the only reason why i give Boncaro the edge right now is because that guy's he's his body is NBA ready right now. I mean, did you watch that Duke game? Did you watch that, Jack? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm going to be talking about Trevor Keels every time I talk about college basketball for the rest of the year. 
it concerns me because in two weeks, in the same week, we play both UCLA and Duke in Vegas. Ooh. And um, I'm on UCLA might still be one versus two. We have to beat you guys. UCLA has to beat Villanova. Who knows if that happens? But I, I, we skipped over this a little bit. I do think that UCLA team is overrated. Yes, they're returning everybody. But before the tournament, they were a bubble team. They were an overtime away from missing the tournament altogether. If I, the playing game versus Michigan State. You know, and then every single game was like a a nail biter in the tournament. Good teams and bad teams. Um, maybe they proved me wrong. And, you know, like we were saying earlier, basketball is about knowing the guy next to you and experience and having been there and knowing you can do it. So they've definitely got a lot of that. But I think if you go to betonline.ag, UCLA is going – the, the lines are going to be ridiculous. And I would fade UCLA for a little while, honestly. I'm not sold. I th- I yeah. think it's a fair point because who were they until the tournament last Nobody. year? Not Nobody. Any, they're barely in the right. tournament. They barely made right. the tournament. They're like last four in. It's a fair point. Literally. They do have, like we said, the consistency factor of bringing all the same guys back and and then adding extra pieces. So I think that's why everyone's into them right now. But it, it's a really fair criticism. It, yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see that. That's a tough week for y'all, but that's great basketball to watch. Yeah. And like we were best. saying off the top, for you guys, it, it's a lot early, you know, game two at Spokane versus the number one team in the nation. But that like, that's we're used to this kind of BS. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to win in November, December to be taken seriously in March. Cause we, if we drop two or three of these games, we'll be a five seed, four seed. You think I'm exaggerating? I'm not. No, no. Cause you're the rest of everything else is cut yes, big. It's garbage. Yeah. With I mean, that's a big respect. reason. No, it's I mean, it's a big reason that it's an appealing place because when you do win those games and you prove that, you can beat those top tier teams. You know, as a recruit, you know you're automatically going to the tournament because you're going to wipe the floor with your conference. Yes. And yes. you don't know that necessarily. If you like, we've seen Kentucky miss the tournament, dude, all the time, nuts. all the time. Yep. I, UNC too. That's UNC Duke, Duke last year. year. I, that is, and that's I voiced this concern on our podcast many times. When you become the destination for one and dones, you're playing roulette. Because all you need is one bad recruiting class and you're so invested. You bought a house on one and done land. And if the mm-hmm. property value is shitty that year, sorry, do I, can I swear on your podcast? All day long. Yeah. Okay, day good. Long. If the property value goes to shit that year, you're homeless. You yeah. know what I mean? You're not going to the tournament. Um, I, I got to get out of here. I will say this. There's much more pressure on the Gonzaga Bulldogs to win Saturday night than you oh, guys. Totally. You guys can lose. Number one. Yeah. You guys can lose by 10, put up a fight. Uh, in March, it's probably going to be a decent loss. You guys could win that back in spades uh, playing your your Big Ten, Big 12 schedule. So it's Baylor. It's about Baylor and Kansas. Can we beat Baylor and Kansas, especially at home, and can we pull off one of those on the road? And that's what's going to come down to us in March if we're really like a top eight team to be a one or a two seed, like a legit one or two seed, not like a bogus three seed like we were last year. Wait, so so final decision here, Jack. You, you said at the beginning that you would take Texas yeah, but I won't line. pick. I'll give you the final score. I won't pick you guys. Come on. I'm not coming. I'm still a Zach guy. Okay. Um, okay. I'll give us, go. Give us the pick. I'll go final score. Gonzaga. 81 Texas 77, which means take the points and, and the orange guys. And okay. that's a what great you guys, game. What do you guys got? Big game. Here we go. Toss Nick. Then I'll close out. Toss. Give us the score. I th- 
I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a defensive battle. It's going to be a defensive battle in the shooting woes. It's early in the season. We 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 thought we found our rhythm against a, a bad team, but no one's really found their rhythm yet. I'm going 73-66 Texas. I'll I'll stick with 77 Texas and I'll I'll give you guys uh 72. Ooh. I'll match Nick 72 and I'll give us 61. So, oh, you're picking an 11 point loss. I'm telling you, I think we're going to have a really, <laughs> I think we're going to have a tough time inside. I, think uh, really you're, gonna have I mean, you're definitely going to have a tough time inside, but I think. Which is going to lead us to trying to shoot ourselves back into the game. And I don't, I'm not fully bought into the guys we've had in the past. And I haven't seen enough of the guys we have today on our roster to get us back into that game in the three point shootout. One thing is Dylan Disu did get cleared to practice. There's no timeable return. He could play on Saturday, so I'm not sure. I don't want him to. Yeah, but if he does, I mean, he, that's that's someone that can help down low. If he you can guys play, Josh, play. Josh, your your point though is the same across for the Zags. If the Zags go down early, they don't have Corey anymore to shoot them back into a game. So. Yeah. It's it's the same it's the same kind of thing from both sides. But for me, the impact player is Trey Mitchell. If he can handle Timmy in any sort of capacity, that gives us a good shot. He only had four rebounds against Houston Baptist. So again, the rebounding is going to Julian it, had ten. Like right, we're talking about, the, it's a six seven guard. If the if the Zags get a ton of extra possessions on the offensive glass, it bodes well for y'all to win that game. So that that's the key. The key is on the glass. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, you could. Hey, Thanks, you, 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 it's the double show. You can, I brought us in, Jack. You close us out, man. I know it's great. It was nice being like in the, in the, the backseat, being yeah. a backseat driver. You are a good backseat driver, and we're the horns of pod. <laughs> Is that Josh, a compliment? Yeah, you're the best, man. Like, it's like, <laughs> like hey, man, top of the bottom. Uh, Joshua Fisher, Alexander DeSopolis, Nicholas Snacks Crider, and I believe in Gonzaga, Jack Ferris. Awesome, awesome. Can't wait uh, to run it back in the future. Hopefully we play each other once more um, and kind of good luck on Saturday, but not really. <laughs> Thanks guys. From the Thanks to the boys out of Austin who are actually in LA. Go figure. They actually help us out with our podcast a lot. They work for believe. So, so nice. I don't I like know if that. I mentioned that because we're going back in time because I haven't done the interview yet. So I can't speak on anything, but hopefully I did well. Who knows? No, you're going to be, you're going to be aggressive. <laughs> and if I, and you were aggressive I'm i was say, aggressive. Well, That's right. hey that was great you were That's aggressive right. you were aggressive one one note to anton watson earlier i was like mad on him being aggressive looking at the stat sheet five steals that's what i'm five, saying he five played steals, low, man. seven assists so maybe that's his role you know a couple of years ago we were looking at him being a scorer maybe if he's yeah i don't know yeah I, just keep have it you to yourself if you ain't I, got it I you ain't got nothing nice to say. Keep it to yourself. I got to check my portfolio. I might still have Anton Watson stock, but if I do, there's not a ton of it. But well, I'm not. I, got, I, I have a lot of stock in it. Okay. I feel comfortable. I, I feel like this is his breakout season. I'm, I'm, I'm putting the pressure on you. So make a diamond. Okay. No more negativity. Time to do battle Saturday night. Let's party. Rob and I will uh, discuss it. Win or lose on the other side. It's going to be a win though. It's going to be yes. a win though, Rob. Uh, what do you have for us, Robert? The root of suffering is attachment. From the corner! And it's over! Gonzaga! The flipper still fits!
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.